Welcome to the Neuropathy Support Group and Podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm so glad you tuned in. It's my hope with this podcast to help all of us gather information that might help those that need support dealing with this debilitating issue. Hello, and welcome to this podcast. Before we get started, let's get the formalities out of the way with the medical and privacy disclaimer. I am not a doctor or medical professional. The information on this podcast is from personal experiences and is meant for group support. Additionally, the information discussed is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any underlying conditions associated with neuropathy. All names here within are private and will not be shared with any outside sources. Please consult your healthcare provider before making any health decisions. If you have medical concerns or an immediate emergency, please contact your doctor or dial 911. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this po- this podcast episode. I hope everyone has a great weekend, and I hope everyone's doing well today. Well, this is a subject that uh, kind of subject that I deal with, and I know many of you out there deal with also. So this episode is going to be when no one believes you're in pain, and some things that some specialists have written down in regards to what you can do if nobody understands your pain that you're going through, which happens to me because no one, of course, believes that I'm in pain. So this is going to be a good subject here. So like I said, this is what a board-certified pain specialist talks about. As a pain specialist, I've learned that one of the most powerful things I can do when I meet with a new patient is to provide a sense of validation. Many of my chronic pain patients show up for their first appointment feeling misunderstood, frowned upon, or just not taken seriously. Most feel isolated, on an island with no one else to understand or appreciate what they are going through. This sense of feeling misunderstood is partly due to the fact that there really isn't a test that can detect and convey the complexities and impact of a pain experience, making the patient feel like they are on their own to prove how they feel. When something like pain can't be put into a medical box of test results and data, then patients start to feel as though their doctors aren't able to wrap their arms around the full breadth of the situation. And if, and if the doctor isn't getting it, then how can they possibly explain what is going on to their spouse or best friend? Insurance companies may start to question why you are still asking for treatment and not getting better, and co-workers start to frown when you miss so much work, especially if you don't look injured on the outside. As all this builds up, the person in pain increasingly feels more isolated and more likely to shut down. This shutdown created by an absence of validation can zap the patient's motivation to move forward in a positive direction. If a lack of empathy and understanding has gotten you down, and here's three tips to help you work through the challenge. The first thing is to connect with people who get it. There are millions of others out there struggling with pain problems, some that may be very similar to yours. Making connections with others who have had similar experiences 
can be very empowering and provide valuable social support. Whether it be in person or online, look to, look to build bonds that you will boost the you up, not bring you down. Next, remind yourself that you are not your pain. At the end of the day, you can only do so much to help doctors or important people in your life understand what you're going through. So don't let your sense of self-worth and self-esteem get too wrapped up by how others see your pain. There is so much more to you than your challenging medical condition. Start to reconnect with your interests, passions, and hobbies again, or branch out and start some new ones. Next, don't fret about the test. When it comes to understanding pain, both patients and their doctors put way to emphasize on test results. Diagnostic findings on x-rays, MRIs, or blood tests should not be viewed as a way to rate how much pain a person is in. Some of the worst pain problems that I treat don't have a test that can accurately diagnose it, let alone pinpoint a way to treat it. I often say that I treat patients, not MRIs. And then finally, he says, I know it feels unfair to be in pain and not receive the empathy and emotional support from those closest to you. But staying fixated on what you're not getting from others can keep you stuck. Instead of worrying about how others see you, focus on taking the steps toward the life you truly want to lead. So now we're going to talk about why support is so vital for someone that has chronic pain. So here we're we're going to talk about 15 ways you can help your loved one and support them. So first, what you want to do is do some research about their condition. Finding out as much about what your loved one is going through as possible is going to allow you to be in a better place for help. It will give you the best chance possible to understand their symptoms and to figure out where you might be able to help. There are many... and. I'm sorry, there are some great resources about how to cope with a loved one's chronic pain out there. Too often, family be families become frustrated with loved ones because they don't understand an illness they cannot see. And this can lead to them placing guilt on their loved one who is struggling, which is turn can break down the relationship between them. Doing research or educating yourself so that you can really understand that's it that it's not all in their head and that even though their symptoms may not be always visible, they are very real and can be a great uh, starting point. Understanding that their symptoms can change from day to day and in severity allows you to be in a better place to comprehend your loved one's struggles and what they may need from you. All right, here's the next one. Ask them what they need help with. If you are unsure about how they are feeling, or what you can do to help, the best thing you can do is ask them. Symptoms vary all the time with chronic pain. So where one day a loved one may help with the task, another day they may feel completely able to complete the task themselves. Maintaining open communication about how they are feeling and what they are going through will allow you to stay on the same page. It's also important that your voice and your feelings so that they can understand your point of view that it works both ways. Remember that they are still the same person you always knew. 
Chronic pain doesn't change who they are as a person. Another way you can help is offer to go to the appointments with them. Going to medical appointments can be worrying and often it can be hard to remember everything that has been said when you are nervous, uh, when you're in a nervous state of mind. Offering to go with a loved one to appointments to be that backup to understand information being given or even just to sit with them in the waiting room and offer emotional support can really take the weight off. Next thing is encourage healthy eating. Maintaining a healthy diet is a really practical way that someone with chronic pain condition can take care, good care of themselves. Encouraging this is a really possible thing. Offering to go shopping with them, to plan meals out together, even to cook together can really support a supportive way to help them with their issue. Next, encourage some exercising. People with chronic pain may have the impression that they uh, need to avoid exercise as it worsens their pain when in fact the opposite is true. Gentle and consistent exercise can reduce symptoms. As with eating in a healthy manner, often it's easier to get motivated to exercise if you are doing it along someone else. Offering to go on walks, to go swimming or to the gym together is a great way to maintain social interaction as well as help your loved one to do the gentle exercise that is really going to benefit their body. Next is encourage positive thinking. Thinking in a positive way is very helpful for chronic pain patients. It can aid in dealing with symptoms and reducing them. Sometimes and often patients overthink about their pain, meaning that they're worrying about it and anticipating it coming in certain situations, which is understandable, but is actually impacting their condition. Next is to encourage putting therapy techniques into action. If your loved one attends therapy, whether it be CBT or other therapies, asking them about it and encourage them to remember those therapy techniques and put them into action can help them to be proactive with this. Next one, encourage them to take prescribed medication. Reminding loved ones to take their medication and to engage with the treatment that medical professionals may have prescribed can be very helpful. Next topic is be there to listen. Sometimes when you're going through a lot in your life as a result of chronic illness or regular day-to-day -day -day stress, having someone there just to listen can be extremely helpful. Letting your loved one know that you, you are there if they want to talk and will listen without judgment is more valuable than you could ever imagine. Next, invite them out socially. Sometimes people with chronic conditions will withdraw socially and often these, this results in friends or family members no longer inviting them out because they usually say no. Try to remember that they may be struggling and that even if they've said no many times before, continue to ask them out socially and encourage them in this area. You may find that they do say yes when they're ready and even if not knowing that they are wanted. Just that invite alone can extend a hand of friendship that will mean a lot to someone who is isolating themselves. Next topic is respect their boundaries. One of the most important things to remember is that your loved one is an individual with their own mind 
and sense of self. Having a chronic illness does not mean that they are incompetent. So if you offer help or encouragement and they say no thank you, it's important that you respect that. We cannot force what we feel is best onto people. They must move at their own pace. But knowing that help is consistently available will make it far more likely that they will reach out and engage when they feel ready. Next topic is offer support with practical tasks. Living with chronic illness can at times make it hard to keep up with day-to-day -day tasks. So offering your help with these things like housework, cooking, shopping, picking up medication, or attending appointments is really a practical way that you can help. However, this must be also be balanced with not enabling in inactivity. Offering to help with tasks rather than completing the task for them is far more valuable. Next topic is don't enable the activity. Withdrawing from uh, activities because of fear of worsening symptoms or perceived potential pain is common and is unhelpful for patients because it keeps them stuck in the same pain cycle. While that offering practical help is valuable, it's also important that there is a balance between helping them and not doing everything for a loved one or taking away their motivation to keep their body moving. Next topic, don't try to fix it. Understand that your loved one is most likely not expecting or hoping for you to magically fix their condition. They simply want your support. It can be hard not to feel guilty or feel like you aren't doing enough, but remember that offering your support and just be being there is more than important and is good enough for them. Next topic is let them be there for you. As with any relationship in life, it works both ways. Just because your loved one struggles with chronic pain, it doesn't mean that they can't be there for you. It can be common to feel you need to hide your own struggles because your loved one is already going through enough. But everyone's struggles are valid. Don't minimize yours. Give your loved one the chance to be there for you just as much as you are there for them because that matters also. Next topic, take care of yourself. It is vital that you do not overload yourself or wear yourself thin by trying to be there for a loved one. It can be very taxing physically to try and help a loved one who is struggling as well as dealing with their own day-to-day -day life, not to mention draining emotionally to see a loved one in pain. It's so important that you are taking care of your own physical and mental health. You are just as important as valid as the loved one. And you must remember that you cannot be there for someone else effectively unless you are first there for yourself. Next topic, just being there has such value. Now this one right here is written by the um, author itself of this website. As someone who lives with chronic pain, I know personally how much difference it is to, when it makes that you have a support system in your life. Having a husband, family, and friends who do their best to understand my struggles with fibromyalgia and arthritis means the world to me. It motivates me to keep going even at times when I feel like I want to give up. They might not always get things right, 
but that doesn't matter. What matters fundamentally is, above all else, is that I know they want to help. I know that they love me, and I know that they are doing all they can to be there for me just as much as I am there for them. That's all we want, just like anyone else in life wants, to know that our loved ones are there for us. Alright, the next topic is maintaining good hygiene. Keeping good hygiene habits can be challenging when you have chronic pain, but it's highly beneficial if you work on maintaining as many of them as possible. Things like keeping up with regular showers, brushing your teeth, washing your clothes and bedding are all things that can help to keep your body healthy and also make you feel so much more alive in general. And finally, it's okay to put yourself first. Sometimes putting yourself first can feel selfish, but this isn't a bad idea. You might have a right to put yourself first sometimes to ensure that you are acting in your own best interests and doing what is best for your health. We have to help ourselves before we can help anybody else, especially when we're living with chronic pain. There is no shame in caring for your own health and putting actions into place that are really going to benefit you. In fact, you should be extremely proud of yourself and praising yourself for every self-care action that you achieve, even if it feels small. Sometimes those small things are like climbing a mountain, but they are so worth it. And the more you do them, the more you're help, helping your own self to improve your health and, and your quality of life. Now that article can be used both ways. Not only a way for us to treat others, but for them to treat us. And that's why I chose that topic. Maybe that's something that you can give to your loved ones also and have them read it to give you some opportunity to help them to understand uh, your pain and what you're going through, but also with the things that you're going to work on to make your way of life and theirs a lot better. So I'm coming up to the end of this episode here, but there was one other website I want to go through, but I won't have time, um, but I will post it on the Facebook page. But this topic is six ways to be a friend to a friend living with chronic pain. Now that first uh, set there was more of a loved one that we were talking about. But this one's for friend to friend. So I will post this in the um, Facebook page, Neuropathy Support Group and Podcast. And I will make sure that you get it so you can read how it is uh, with friend to friend. Chronic pain is hard for all of us. Uh, this this past month I was in so much pain you know you get to the point where you just can't do it anymore you can't move on but you know to have that support system is very important you know I feel better on the days that you know I get a visit from my son friend or when the grandkids come over those are the days that I don't think about my pain so I'm not hurting that much and those are some things that I think um, as all of us deal with pain that we really need to concentrate on which can take a big part of your day and night dealing with that and that's all that's on your mind so I hope this this uh, podcast helped anybody out there that deals with chronic pain and having others loved ones and friends understand what you're going through and to support you I hope this week is going to be great for all of you I hope you enjoy your time with your families 
and enjoy some time being outside and just relax and find some other ways to not think about the pain that you're dealing with every single day if it's possible. All right, so until next week, thank you for listening. As we come to a close, it's my hope this podcast and other sources, such as product reviews that I have discussed today, can better our lives and give us some relief dealing with neuropathy. This episode plus others are posted every Monday on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And finally, whatever life throws at you, even if it hurts you, just be strong and fight through it. Remember, strong walls shake, but never collapse. Talk to you next Monday.